Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Hey, everybody. Hello. I'm Christopher Pollard from Milwaukee Film. I'm Tori Zori from 88.9. And this is Cinnabuds. And this week on Cinnabuds, of course, we are talking about weird the Al Yankovic story. Dude, I've got chills. Every once in a great while, I can spot a talent that I know is the future of music. But first, we gotta find you a stage name. Al Yankovic. It's long, it's hard to pronounce. So I'm just gonna throw this out there. Weird Al Yankovic. I love it. Yeah, we're talking about Weird, the Al Yankovic story, a film from Eric Appel, starring, shockingly, Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al Yankovic. He was so good, I did not see Harry Potter (laughs) at all. Maybe it was the hair or the mustache, or maybe just because he's done enough other stuff now. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. But yeah, what a wonderful, what a wonderful treat this movie is. Just starting out, before we even talk about anything... The funniest thing happens before the movie even starts, which is the fact that they hired Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> to play Weird Al Yankovic, which is such, it's, that's the first joke of the movie. It's just so funny to pick somebody, not because he's he's a really good actor and they talk, I saw some interviews with Weird Al Yankovic and with Daniel Radcliffe and they talk about, it, well, he's just such a good actor, but it's also just such a funny choice. Physically, they're not super similar um, you know, he's British. Not that that matters. It's just always like there's so many differences, but they're like, he has a good sense of humor about it. It's great. I feel like if you get why that is funny, you will love this movie yeah. because it is not a biopic. It is a parody of one, kind of like Best in Show is a parody yeah, right. of dog shows. Yeah. And this was kind of a parody of a biopic that just happened to be about somebody who does parodies. But yeah. it was done in such a clever way that, um, that I mean, the acting was truly, really good. Like, yeah. If I sometimes I forgot it was a parody because the acting was so good and dramatic. Oh, that yeah, that's I, true. I forgot that they're doing this for comedic effect (laughs) and they talk about what um weird al was talking about how there are things about his life in this that are real Mm -hmm. actually a lot of them but they're very heightened and then there's also a ton of stuff that's just obviously pure fiction he said uh some of the things in it that you would think would be ridiculous are actually true like he did he was introduced to the um accordion Mm -hmm. because of a Door to door accordion salesman. Nice. Which is the fact that that is even a thing uh, is ridiculous. But goes, yeah, I, there was a door to door accordion salesman. I got one and I got lessons from door to door guy. He also put a true fact surrounded by a bunch of uh, untrue things to make it even better. <laughs> uh, my Bologna was actually recorded in a bathroom across oh, yeah. the hall from a radio station that he worked at <laughs> when he was in college. Yeah. But what ensues before and after is just heightens the, the yeah. comedic effect of the story but I loved it it's based on a 2010 funnier die short clip oh, that was right. done yeah. that um Weird Al would show during his concerts uh cause he I don't know if you've ever been to a Weird Al show live no but he does this thing before where it's I mean he's such a character in um, pop culture that he showed like his references in Simpsons episodes and so he would show this little fake trailer from Funny or Die and people kept asking him when is this movie coming out yeah Uh, yeah. 12 (laughs) years later here we go it Weird Al is 
the embodiment of the uh, phrase, if you know, you know. Yes. Like, cause I know a lot of people are just super Weird Al fans and I, they're nothing like, you think if to be a Weird Al fan, you'd have to be kind of like Weird Al mm-hmm. and not at all. Like you'd be surprised at people who are like, oh, I bought every album by Weird Al Yankovic. So I, this is definitely for you. Well, let's um, talk more. I don't want to ruin. I don't know if there's any spoilers we could actually do in the yeah, full on podcast. <laughs> this is a movie that's kind of spoiler free uh, just because it's so bizarre and, and silly and hilarious. But I loved it. I really liked it. Me too. All right. We're going to talk more about this in the podcast. So stick around. Do you want to know the secret behind the programming you love? It's all funded by the honor system. As a public radio station, we're based on a very simple model. We try to do something meaningful, connecting with you through music and stories. And then we count on those who appreciate what we do to show their support. Are you one of them? Show your support by visiting RadioMilwaukee.org and joining today. All right, we're back. And, of course, talking about the weird one. Weird Al Yankovic. I mean, it started right from the beginning for this movie for me. Um, the narrator's voice. I'm like, is that Weird <laughs> yeah. Al narrating this in a weird voice? And then I soon realized it was um, Diedrich Bader. I don't know who that is. Oh, he was in. Um, oh. oh, yes, I do know what that is. He was in the Drew Carey show. Yeah. That's all I know. <laughs> But he's been it. He's been in other things too. But he's done a lot of voice acting. But I mean, from his like gruff, grisly like narration to like you mentioned Daniel Radcliffe, and then yeah. like the host of like for me growing up loving Weird Al, it was neat to see so many like celebrities from the '80s being portrayed oh, yeah. by comedic actors in this movie. That was one of my favorite moments where they're at a party, like a it's like a faux Hollywood party, but yeah, like Doctor Demento's house yeah. pool party. So it's not like the cream of the crop necessarily. It's Gallagher, right. who's played by one of my favorite. Oh yeah, it just passed away. That's he true. R.I.P. Gallagher. Um, but one of my favorite comedians of all time is Paul F. Tompkins, who plays him mm-hmm. in it. But you have all, and um, one of the guys from the Lonely Island plays Pee Wee Herman. Plays Pee Wee Herman to so a T. She nails it. It's so good. And uh, you had mentioned Wolfman Jack, I think, in our last week's podcast that he was played by the one and only Jack Black. (laughs) Which is probably why Wolfman Jack was on my mind when we did our last podcast. It's like, yeah, I just saw a reference to him. Yeah, those are wonderful. There were some amazing, um, a lot of great cameos in this movie. When I've got a guess for an $8 million budget, a lot of these cameos were done for like a handshake just to be a part of this project. Exactly, Because he has a uh, Weird Al has a lot of fans. Um, It's genuinely, it's one of those movies. It's, it's a very particular type of humor. Mm -hmm. It's silly and over the top. It kind of like reminds me a little bit of, I'm going to get you sucker or the airplane movies a little bit where it's that very silly, but like you had mentioned earlier, it's also acted like stri- like a lot of the acting is very just straightforward, which makes it funnier. Yeah, it makes it even funnier. Of course, Weird Al makes a couple appearance appearances, not as himself, yeah. but as a record exec. And just it's like you said, if you know, you know, some of the stuff that was said, some of the dialogue is Weird Al making fun of his own career or um, some lines that were poking fun at what the press was saying about him at the time yeah. he's re- um 
recording all these parodies. So I kind of got that inside joke too, even though I don't know everything about Weird Al. Right. I think there's enough in there for like casual fans to really, really love it too. Yeah. And then, I mean, can we talk about the Weird Al bump? <laughs> yeah, you remember yeah that? I do like that a lot. It's like a whole concept that if Weird Al does a parody of your song, your song's going to sell a million more records. And so everyone's clamoring, uh, including Madonna, to get Weird Al to do a parody of their song. And they joke about it in the movie, but I 100% believe that that happened. Mm -hmm. Maybe not millions and millions, but I bet if he did, like people like, oh, I want to, they go out and listen to the original one. (laughs) I would, I would totally believe that. A couple of my favorite things about this movie are uh, one is very surprisingly to me for some reason um, Evan Rachel Wood oh as Madonna as Madonna she she really nails it her voice especially <laughs> yeah she had some like facial expressions and her, yeah, her voice mm-hmm. she really and I saw her in an interview saying. Look, I know this is, I told the director, I know this is a comedy, but I'm going to do the best Madonna I can possibly conjure. And I think she really did it. It was really funny because it was so accurate. Well, and I think that's what makes this special and not just an over-the-top parody because the actors, like we said a couple times during this podcast, really took the role seriously and they weren't necessarily trying to play like parodies of the characters. They were yeah. really trying to get the essence of all these big personalities around <laughs> at the time. So Me and Rain Wilson as Dr. Demento. Oh yeah, that was really was, good. Was pretty was good cast. Too. That was good casting. Yeah. There it so the movie goes from his childhood, you know, through uh, you know, his struggles to get in the industry, his success and how it changes him and then how maybe he comes back after that, which is a very typical arch arc. Sorry, uh-huh. a typical arc for that kind of thing, which is funny to follow that formula, but then pack it with details that are so silly and ridiculous. Um, Again, some of the things in there are true to his life, but I mean, it goes all the way up to like Colombian drug lord, uh, (laughs) Pablo Escobar. Escobar. Um, It's, it's pretty intense. But one of the thing, another one of my favorite things is how they deal with the, uh, when I learned about Weird Al the first time was the biggest one, which was Eat It, mm-hmm. which was a par- <laughs> yeah, which was a parody of Beat It by Michael Jackson. But Eat It was like I, from what I can remember, his big breakout. Like this is a big one, and yep. everyone knew Eat It, and mm-hmm. the video was hilarious. Um, but in the movie, they deal with it as if that was his first original. <laughs> so they don't. It's like a way to get around talking about Michael Jackson by say, by changing it to being this was his first original that wasn't a parody. Right. And that later on, Michael Jackson parried, parodied his song with Beat It. And my f- it was a very funny way to like de-escalate the tension of mentioning Michael Jackson. Right. I mean, I think there was a line in there where he even said... Um, now I'm going to be tied to Michael Jackson forever. <laughs> yeah, and it's, yeah. So he's just really like yeah. this movie kind of pokes fun at the real moments in, in weird Al's life that brought him to this part of his career. But I love the fact that uh, they had him on stage being like super rock star drunk, like oh, yeah. shirt off like that. <laughs> this never happened at a weird yeah. Al show, but I love that they took the movie there into that like yeah. rock star drama. Yeah. Another funny, I mean, cause you, you don't feel usually Mm-hmm. about Weird Al as a sexual icon. And right. so when you see him in a situation with his shirt off where Daniel Radcliffe, you know, is in pretty good shape. Right. And then having these love scenes is so <laughs> funny because you're supposed to be Weird Al. 
And it's listening because he's been, you know, they've been doing so much press and listening to him talk. I'm reminded that Weird Al essentially is like the most charming and delightful dork, but still like a dork. And like his jokes aren't funny on their own. They're only funny because he's saying them. Yes. It's a very, except for his, his songs are very clever, like genuinely clever Mm -hmm. and funny and silly, but smartly done. But when he's just talking, he's like a dad joke. Like it's, it's like all dad joke kind of a, kind of a vibe. And really nerdy, but because Weird Al has such a different vibe to him that it's so charming and fun and delightful that it's it, it's elevated. He was just in Milwaukee a couple months ago and he played a show. And one of the big things about the show was he wasn't going to do his normal parody songs. Oh, yeah. It was going to be more of his originals with a band, a rock band. Um, sometimes he plays his squeeze box. Sometimes it's straight up polka. Um, and I heard the show, although I didn't get to see him this time around, was really, really great. Yeah. So he definitely is talented in so many different ways other than just the parodies. But this movie kind of really wraps that all up together and makes yeah. me even like him more. Um, I know it was, I wonder how much of it was actually written by him. Oh yeah, I'm not sure. Because Erica Pell, I think, who did Silicon Valley, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and some episodes of New Girl, was oh, okay. the director. And I think he wrote this movie too. But I've, so like some of those jokes, the way they landed so clever, I feel like Weird Al had to have had a part in writing the Yeah, screenplay. it was written by Eric Appel and Weird Al. Okay, that so totally yeah, makes sense. That makes sense, yeah. Mm. But yeah, I, it's, when I, it's funny because when I first saw it was coming out, because I'm not, I love Weird Al in the periphery, but I'm not like a, I don't have albums. I haven't gone to his shows. It's sort of like, he's a pleasant character that I occasionally come across in pop culture. So when, and you suggested we talk about this. And I was like, oh yeah. And I, re, I had already watched it oddly enough, but I was like not even going to for some uh-huh. reason until I saw the, some interview with them where it seems like they're having so much fun. I was like, oh, I bet this is actually that kind of humor that I really do enjoy, which it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I would actually love to give you a recommendation, listeners. If you liked this movie, uh, there's a movie uh, with Will Forte called <laughs> A Futile and Stupid Gesture that I loved when it came out. And it's the story of the National Lampoon, uh, which was a which is a comedy magazine that was really huge in the 80s, 70s, maybe in 80s. Um, but it's all based on real people, uh, but played by these incredible comedians. And Will Forte has the lead. And I honestly think it's one of Will Forte's best. When did that come out? It uh, slipped out to my radar. 2018. Okay. Yeah, it didn't. It wasn't a big deal. But you've got like all these people playing like John Belushi and Gilda Radner just quickly like in the background. And But it's a lot of people that you may maybe haven't heard of, but they're big comedy writers in that era. But it's played with that this similar kind of sense of humor you see the narrator you know in the scene and it's it's all a bit elevated reality i genuinely laughed my butt off the entire <laughs> time and i also have a penchant for this world of like the inside world of com- comedy writers and comedians yeah. but uh feudal and stupid gesture if you like weird al weird the al yankovic story you will like a feudal and stupid gesture i think Oh, that sounds good. This also kind of reminded me of like, I didn't know what this movie, what direction it was going to go in, kind of like I, Tanya until I oh, saw right. it. And then I'm like, oh, this is the best. Like, yeah. this isn't what I thought it was going to be. It's even better. I love the surprise. Mm-hmm. I love it when it's like, oh, I wasn't expecting this. And I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. So two thumbs up. I would say two thumbs up. Mm-hmm. If I had another thumb, I'd give it, I'd put it up too. <laughs> 
All the thumbs. All the thumbs up. Well, what else? Uh, what else have we been watching, Dory? Hmm. I am very excited that there is a new season. Oh, actually, no, wait. I'm going to go back. Okay. We just finished watching Andor, and I think we've talked about Andor oh, before. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so I've good. seen one episode, and I haven't gotten back to it yet. Uh, not for disinterest, but I, I just haven't got around to it. But it's really good. Yeah, really, really good. And then we just watched the final episode of the final season, I believe, of Atlanta last night. <sighs> Oh, yeah, that's another one where I loved, I watched like the first few episodes of the first season years ago. Mm -hmm. It's just there's so much TV and it's not like I wanted to get back to it because I love Donald Glover. Yeah. Yeah. And this last season has gone in a totally different direction. Might be my favorite season of Atlanta so far. So uh, do you have to watch them all to get to the final season? Not necessarily, but if you do find the time in these cold, wintry months where you don't (laughs) want to leave your couch, I would suggest going back through and watching so we can talk about it. Yeah. Good. I need more uh, while I'm eating dinner shows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) What about you? What are you watching this week? Well, I... I'm going to talk about a book, but it's related to movies because I just finished Stanley Tucci's book called Taste My Life Through Food. I love a book about food. I love a show about food. Mm. Everyone knows I can't stop talking about Somebody Feed Phil, which is my favorite food show on Netflix. Please watch that. It's a delight. I cry every time. (laughs) Even though it's mostly funny, I cry. Um, But Stanley Tucci, who I've always been a fan of, there's Mm -hmm. something about the shape of his head. (laughs) I generally think he's a good actor. Something with the shape of his head that I'm drawn to. I'm like, I, you're a great. You're a good person. I trust you. Your head is shaped like a pill I would take. <laughs> and I like it for some reason. But he, um, I've always liked him as an actor. And I love the film Big Night. Yes. It's one like, of the best food movies ever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it may make an appearance in Milwaukee film sometime soon. Mm. If you remember, I'm not saying anything because I'm not allowed to. <laughs> But um, (laughs) I love Stanley Tucci, so I read his book. And it is a memoir of sorts, but it's mostly talking about the food in his life and how food has shaped his life, uh, all these things that have surrounded him. And he gives a little recipes from his family and restaurants that he loves throughout. It's just a very pleasant, even though there's like some ups and downs in his life for sure, it's a very pleasant and charming memoir that is like a lovely, I don't, not to demean it at all. It's a lovely palate cleanser, depending mm-hmm. on what you're reading or watching. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just so pleasant. He's funny and charming in it. He talks about these wonderful people in his life and all this wonderful food he's been exposed to as an actor traveling around the world. You know, you've got access to like some restaurants all over the place and just how they've cooked and everything. And it's just wonderful. I re- it was a really pleasant read. So. When you read a book like that, Christopher, yeah. do you actually read it and can you hear his actual voice yeah. in your head yeah. as you're reading the words? For sure. It's like there's a couple of books where like a memoir or something written by a comedian or something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm absolutely hearing your voice while I'm reading it. May as well have gotten the audiobook. <laughs> but yeah, especially his little jokes and parenthetical like asides in it that he has is very much you can see his gestures because if you're familiar with him, mm-hmm. you, you kind of can visualize it too. So another person you'd like to know in real life and hang out with. I would I would love to hang out with him because I would eat so well. I would eat so well, even if I just Happen to show up, it sounds like. Well, and I'm not saying this movie is coming to the film festival, but if it was, what are the chances Stanley Tucci would also be there? Well, I don't think it's coming to a film festival. Mm. If you're a member, we have member screenings, and sometimes in December we do a classic film. Oh, okay. I'm not saying that that we're showing it in December as a members-only screening. 
you're not not saying but it. But if it was happening. You <laughs> should join Milwaukee Film as a member to have access to that. <laughs> Boom. There you go. No make plugs. Sure my, no plugs. Going to make sure that my membership is current and up to date. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We may have some special fun things that we do for that one too. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I wish I could tell you. Can we just eat a <laughs> yeah, lot of Italian we'll, food? We'll all go. We're going to have like a big big pile of spaghetti in the orchestra pit. And mm, everyone gets to go for it. Spaghetti pit. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so now I want to know, our dearest Cinnabud listeners, yeah. what is your favorite food movie? Yeah, oh my gosh, there's so many good ones. Uh, join us on Instagram, at Cinnabuds Podcast on Instagram. I'll be posting a question for everybody, your favorite food movie, and then we can all... Everyone, by the way, every time I post one of these, everyone is so great about responding, which is just a great excuse for me to go look up the best poster I can find for that movie and post it. Yes, I've been <laughs> loving reading the comments, too. So, you guys, thank you so much for everyone that engages outside of this podcast with us. It's really nice to know you're out there listening and digging what we're talking about. And then you're giving us, you know, fun things to watch, too. Yeah, so this absolutely. is really a give and take. We couldn't do this without you, listeners. hundred percent. And we'll be seeing you again soon so what did we talk about today I uh, forgot weird already. the al oh, yeah. yankovic story weird, the al story atlanta the Stan final episode of andor <laughs> andor stanley tucci's book called taste so check all those out and let us know what you're watching cinnabuds is produced by nate imig thanks to brett newski for our super dope theme song absolutely and we couldn't do this without our members from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee and from Milwaukee Film. Thank you so much. We'll see you at the movies. <laughs> Absolutely. Thumbs up.